0: tiny island of Malta, actually it's a little group of islands, is an independent country and it's stranded halfway between Sicily and, and North Africa and when you think about it, what was the heart of the ancient world and so much history passed back and forth. And I like most Americans, don't know a lot about Malta. It's so accessible. People who go there love it and I want to learn more about it. So I'm joined by Tommaso Ponte, and he lives just a few miles north of Malta in Sicily. He's a tour guide, and he knows Malta well. Tommaso, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. Grazie.
0: So why do you think Malta is worth the trouble to visit?
1: Uh, because it's one of the off the beaten path destination today malta still now it
0: still feels off the beaten path
1: yes absolutely because you know when you think about europe you always think about italy or france or spain you never think about the small the small you know state like could be malta malta is one of the smallest state of the european union you know if you consider the dimension the extension of malta is like Philadelphia area only the city of Philadelphia is this is the extension of the five islands of Malta so five islands one of the smallest countries in Europe for sure yes and easy to get to how do you get to Malta we have one big international airport in La Valletta, Luca. This uh-huh. is a big international airport, very well connected with London, for example. Now, Direct La Valletta is the capital city. The capital city is La Valletta. La Valletta. So London, British Airways, or Air Malta, they connect every single day for many, many times oh, a so day. Oh, so you could
0: fly from London straight to La Valletta in La Malta. Valletta,
1: or Rome, for example, or even Sicily from Catania.
0: Now, there's about, what, uh, half a million people living in Malta? Uh,
1: 400,000 people And what language do they speak? They speak two languages. The official language is English and Maltese. Very fascinating, the Maltese language. They have about, in their alphabet, they have 38 letters. 38 letters? one of the most complicated languages we have.
0: How can they have more letters than we
1: do? Uh, Because, you know, they have different sounds. Each sound is different. They represent with the letters. Don't forget that Maltese is Arabic. It's a sort of... Arab language. this is where the Arab culture and the European culture is sort of, it's an island in the middle. Exactly. So they speak Arab, but they write with the Latin, with the Roman letters. It's very fascinating, Maltese. So Maltese is the official, and English is the official language also, because this was part of the British, you know, United Kingdom. And also it was a part of the Commonwealth.
0: So it gained independence from Britain...
1: Yes, in 1964. 64,
0: and and then it became an independent republic, and now it is part of the European Union.
1: European Union, since a few years, is a part of the European Union. You know, Malta was very criticized in 1976 1978 because it was the only state, the only republic which made some special agreement with North Korea, Libya, Russia, you know, so was very much criticized because the National Popular Party took the power. They said, no, we don't want to stay with Europe. Better we stay with these, you know, revolutionary countries. Really? But then they lost the election. You know, they went close to Europe and they joined the European Union a few years ago. They joined also the Euro money a couple of years ago. Okay, so they
0: have Euros and there's no visas or any problem like that. It's just you go to Europe, you go to Malta. You know, we always hear about the Knights of Malta.
1: This is they? another another very fascinating chapter. You know that um, the history of Malta was very similar to the history of Sicily. Malta, like Sicily, was part of the Spanish kingdom, and Charles V, the emperor of Spain, uh, the king of Sicily and Malta, which uh, donate uh, the little islands of Malta to these knights. Charles V, he was the most powerful guy in all of Europe during yes, the, the, the big was. time of Spain.
0: What century was that? Uh, was in the 16th century. So the 1500s, he gives Malta to the knights of Malta.
1: Yes, there was a sort of religious order, you know, the son of the aristocracy, the second or the third son, which didn't get married. So this um, is where the extra men would end up. Exactly. So the second
0: sons, the guys who didn't get the inheritance, because in the old days, the the oldest son got everything. Yes,
1: the oldest son. And and
0: these other guys, they were some rich families, and they were rattling around, well, let's give them something to do. So they become knights. Exactly. Were they basically functioning as the protectors
1: of the pilgrims? the protection of the pilgrims uh, and also the protectors of the religion, uh, the Roman Catholic religion. Ah, the, they were the defenders of the faith. Exactly. Against the Ottomans, against the Turkish, against ah. the Muslims, you know, because uh, the Muslim, the Ottomans, they tried to invade Europe, to Islamize Europe right. several times. So, so thanks to these knights, uh, that uh, the Christianity was preserved. So if you wanted Europe. to
0: join the army to defend your culture's religion, mm-hmm. you could join the Knights of Malta and fight the Muslims.
1: Exactly. The right. Order of San St. John's, actually. The Order of St. John's was one oh, okay. uh, important order of the Knights of Malta.
0: Now, going back a little further in religious history, Malta is famous because St. Paul was shipwrecked there.
1: Shipwrecked on there, yes. Uh, this was, you know, a very important event that happens in 60 AD in the island of Malta, yeah.
0: What is the character of the Maltese people?
1: Oh, well, uh, we can talk for days about this because uh, they are Arab Uh, The influence is very Arab, but they are European in the same time. So uh, there is a mixture, there is a blend between the European and the Arab culture. Look, they are in the center, in the middle of the Mediterranean. The language is important. Don't forget that today... Just today in Malta, a lot of uh, investments are coming from United Arab Emirates, uh, Dubai, you uh-huh. know. They are investing a lot of money in building hotels, casinos, and so on, because they think that uh, this area will be developed in a few years. This will become uh, like the, the like Las Vegas of uh, the Mediterranean.
0: Like the Dubai of the Mediterranean. Yes. One, one of these incredible free trade investment centers exactly. and so on. Exactly.
1: So the Arab, culture, uh, the Arab culture is very important for them. Malta is actually subtropical in its climate the weather is fantastic all over the year if you go in uh, probably November December you can still swim in the Mediterranean and um, the temperature for example in the winter uh, is around 70 71 72 degrees so it's very very mild of course the summertime could be very hot sometimes we have 100 100 so it's a
0: good place in the winter you live in Sicily is there easy do you go by boat from Sicily yes so
1: we have a catamaran or hydrofoil catamaran a fast boat yes fast boat or hydrofoil which go every day from Catania or Puzzallo to Malta. It takes about a couple of hours to get there. So it's a
0: reasonable side trip from Sicily. So if you're doing Italy and you want something different, check out Malta. Yes. If you're going to take me to Malta tonight and I want to have some good food, what what would be a good thing to eat in Malta?
1: Well, uh, probably uh, it's a kind of dish that Americans, they don't like. Uh, because every time I talk about this dish, they, you know, a little bit disgusted. But they eat rabbits in Malta. <laughs> <laughs> <They do. laughs> like we do, you know. Yeah. Because in Malta, they have millions of rabbits. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> they go hunting for rabbits. And they prepare rabbits grilled or whatever with, you know, typical... So they go, wild rabbits, they go out and shoot a rabbit. Yeah, cook it up and then they prepare the rabbits or fish fish for example they prepare delicious swordfish and the recipe is, is very simple because they use grilled swordfish with capers olive oil um, nice. oregano and lemon on top so it's very delicious I'm Rick Steves
0: we're talking about delicious Maltese food with
1: Tommaso Pante. we're going to
0: Malta just a short boat ride south of Sicily Craig's on the line in Charleston South Carolina Craig thanks for your call
1: Hey, appreciate you taking my call. I have a question. I was looking at traveling to Sicily, but the more I hear about Malta, uh, my question is how expensive is it and what's the best way to get there? Well, Malta, we can consider Malta uh, expensive as the rest of Europe. It's not really expensive. E- even with the euro, uh, the price uh, rose, become very expensive, because with the Maltese, lira was uh, much more Inexpensive, but now with the euro we can balance the same cost that we have in the other section of So the you'd Europe. pay
0: the same there as in Madrid, or yes. Paris, or Rome.
1: Let's compare. Yes, Malta to Madrid or to Athens or Rome. Yes, is exactly the same price, but the prices are increasing because. Um, must tell you the truth. They import everything. Mm-hmm. Nothing is produced there. So they import from the uh, U.S., they import from United Kingdom, from Italy. So probably prices uh, are a little bit more expensive from, uh, example, food. So if you go in a restaurant, probably you pay a little bit more. Let me say 5% more than you could pay in Naples or Rome, for example. Because everything is important. Everything is important. Craig, when are you planning on going to
0: Sicily or perhaps Malta?
1: That's a good question, too. That was actually the second part of it. What time of the year do you think it's still warm enough to go swim in Malta but not so hot that you might melt underneath the sun in a 100 degree heat? Okay, the best period to visit Malta if you want to swim, of course, in the Mediterranean Sea is end of September, the beginning of October. But if you go in Malta, because you want to appreciate, for example, the beautiful weather of spring. Spring is the best period. So, uh, the beautiful wild flower, the puppies, you know, calendula and so on. Spring is the best period. So, let me say March and April if you want to appreciate the landscape. If you want to swim the end of September, the beginning of October, this is also the other period. And we have nice beaches all around Malta. In the island of Gozo, for example, and Comino, yes, we have Interesting area.
0: Are there some special dishes that Craig should be aware of when he's in Malta?
1: Yes, absolutely. For example, you can taste the so called Pastisi. pastisi is uh, with ricotta cheese and mashed peas. This is a typical, you know... Mashed uh, peas and ricotta eat, cheese. Ricotta cheese okay. What is the word again? pastisi. Uh, Pastissi. Okay. Or the typical cannoli, cannoli that we have cannoli, in Sicily. Cannoli, like in Sicily, yes. in Malta they, also. Are, they are reproduced also in Malta. And cheeses from goat. I mean, we have a big production of cheese in the island, especially from goat, yeah. All
0: right. Craig, good luck on your trip. I uh, appreciate it. Thanks for your call. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're exploring the island of Malta. When you think of the history, it's been ruled by Phoenicians, Greeks, Romans, Arabs, the Knights of Malta, the French, and the British. All of these different civilizations have swept through, and it leaves this tiny island with a rich history, lots of things to see physically. Tommaso, how, how do you
1: explore the island? Do you well, use, uh... the exploration of the island is very easy because if you get in the big island, the island of Malta, there is a frequent service of public buses. The public buses in Malta are really fun because they are so colored. They are orange, they are pink, they are yellow, and so on. The cost of the ticket is so uh, ridiculous inexpensive. I mean, 35 cents of euros or 55 cents, you can go from a point to another of the island easy. Now, that sounds a little bit like North Africa. Yes, yes. Very colorful
0: buses, dirt cheap.
1: Absolutely, and the main departure point is always La Valletta. La Valletta is the capital. Next to the city gate, we have this big bus. station. Okay, so you
0: could make it small enough where you could make your home base La Valletta. Yes, and then take the buses out to the countryside.
1: Yes, it's easy. If you want to explore the other island, like Gozo. Now Comin- Gozo
0: has this pre-Roman stuff, right? Pre-Roman, very very old.
1: Yes, very old. We have some prehistorical also settlement. In Gozo, very interesting, and you can get there by a boat ride. It's only twenty minutes from Gozo, the To Gozo,
0: G O Z O. Now, what are these? These are like older than ancient Rome. Absolutely. What do you see? What are these sites?
1: I mean, you have some prehistorical settlement in Malta. I don't know if you have been to Stonehenge, for example. Stonehenge, it's Very yeah. similar to Stonehenge. So we have this sculpture in stone all around in the Isle of Malta, and probably because we have this. Parallelism with the Stone Age because of the solstice. Uh, that's why the prehistorical, you know, they built this
0: so you can see the Maltese Stonehenge
1: Stone Age. And
0: Rome at its peak, the Mediterranean was called our lake on, our. on Roman maps. Exactly. And Malta was right in the middle.
1: Was right in it the middle. It must have
0: been a strategic part of their whole trade system.
1: Absolutely. This is the reason why the Romans, uh, but before the Romans, I would say also the Phoenicians uh, ah. and the Carthaginians. Don't forget the Phoenicians. The Phoenicians, they originated from the present uh, Lebanon. Okay. okay and Lebanon, then uh, yeah. for commercial purpose, they emigrated uh, to the island of Malta for the trade and commerce of the purple color. You remember from the, the purple shell? Color? From the shell? So, wait a so purple was really important in, in Lebanon, the, in
0: Phoenicia. Exactly. And they could get that purple color in Malta. In Malta. Because purple was the
1: color of royalty. Exactly. Wow. Yes. And then from the Phoenicians, we had the Carthaginians, because you know that the Carthaginians were the Phoenicians which emigrated from Lebanon to Carthage in Tunisia, and then from there they spread all over the western side of Mm. the Mediterranean. So Malaga, for example, in Spain, Sicily, and Malta also. And during the Phoenician Carthaginian period, Malta was, uh, you know, one of the most important islands. Who was
0: Hannibal? Who did he fight for?
1: Annabelle was a Carthaginian. That's what I thought.
0: Okay, so this is a big deal. So this is the powerhouse culture... Exactly, exactly. ...that would threaten cultures to the north.
1: Exactly. Sometimes, you know, Carthaginians were in Europe in the same period of the Greek. The historians, you know, they fight between them sometimes because they said that the Carthaginians, they were wild without culture.
0: It was like Las Vegas. Anything goes. Yes, In the Bible, they said, you know, we can't all go to Carthage. I mean, that was just a phrase like, well, we can't all be hedonists.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: So you have that influence. Is there anything from ancient Rome? Yes,
1: we have, I mean, we have small ruins about the Roman time, because I told you this was used as like an island of a passage. So So there'd be
0: trade uh, fortresses. Yes, fortresses. And uh, Sicily has some great Roman villas.
1: Yes, uh, but... Not in Malta. Not Malta. in Malta. So no. the
0: Roman villa would be on Sicily, on but, Sicily. Uh, but uh, it was part of the Roman trade system. And then in the medieval times, you have... You have Fortress. Because that's the whole crusader thing in, mm-hmm. the, in the Knights of Malta.
1: Exactly. They fortified all the island to prevent the invasions of the Ottomans, which tried to Islamize again the island of Malta. So the wall of fortification at the watchtower in Malta are very, very important.
0: I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Tommaso Ponti, and we're talking about Malta, one of the smallest countries in Europe, stranded in a little island 60 miles south of Sicily, halfway between Sicily and North Africa. Boy, it sounds like it's in the middle of nowhere, but it's not. It's in the center of the world in a lot of ways, and you can sort of derive the importance of a place by what kind of art is there. And I understand there's actually Caravaggio paintings on Malta.
1: Yes, there is a Caravaggio painting because he lived for a couple of years in Malta and there are many, many, many churches in Malta. Don't forget that this was a sort of a Christian Roman Catholic center Against, let me say, uh, UK. That's why probably UK they gave the independence to Malta to don't have any religious problem in 1964. So hang so, on. So there's it was very
0: important religiously. What does that have to do with the United Kingdom with with Britain?
1: Because you know Britain they are Protestant. They have an ah another okay.
0: So Malta is very important for Catholics, and Britain said doesn't matter if it's Catholic because we're not Catholic.
1: Yeah, we give. So the they impact. gave them their freedom. Exactly, in 1964. But so, it was
0: very important in the days of Charles V and so absolutely. on.
1: Absolutely, during the Spanish period, Charles the. 5th in the 16th century, Malta was one of the most strategic point. In fact, Charles V gave to the Knight of Malta.
0: It sounds like per square inch there's more history and things to see and do and eat and learn in Malta than almost any place in Europe.
1: I think so. I think so, because, uh, you know, we have a lot of history there. We have a lot of uh, churches and so on. Here's an
0: idea. You could do an open-jaw trip around Europe. That means fly into one port and out of another. You could fly into London or Paris or Amsterdam, travel through Europe, do Italy, and Italy gets more intense and challenging as you go farther south. Your finale for Italy would be Sicily, and then take the hydrofoil or the catamaran for a couple of hours from Sicily, Catania, to Malta. yes sir. Have that be the finale of your trip and then you fly home via London, Back to the United States from Malta. That's the perfect way. Absolutely, That's the perfect trip. How many days would you could spend? Four or five days in Malta. Four or five
1: days in Malta would be enough. Nice. Yes, because you can travel all around the island. On your
0: this. last time in Malta, Tommaso, what was the magic moment?
1: Uh, the magic moment in Malta was uh, uh, to have a nice passeggiata, nice stroll. In Bujiba. Bujiba is one of the most beautiful beaches we have in the island of Malta. Wasn't the sunset? I've seen the sun right in front of me and the beautiful promenade over there. So. And everybody's out. Absolutely.
0: You're with all the Maltese people. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Tommaso Pante, thanks for introducing us to Malta.
1: Thank you. Grazie.
0: Each year, Rick Steves Tour Guides take free-spirited travelers on escorted tours all over Europe, one small group at a time. This year, you can choose from three dozen exciting itineraries covering the best of Europe from Ireland to Istanbul, Paris to St. Petersburg, and practically everywhere in between. For a free catalog and Rick's Tour Experience DVD, visit the tour pages at ricksteves.com.